How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. My kids have been asking me recently to tell them stories, stories of my youth, stories of my pets that I had when I was young, experiences that I had when I traveled abroad. And lately, the stories that they've been asking the most about are if I have ever experienced something like we are experiencing now. Did I ever go through a plague like this? And how did I get through it? Stories help mold us. They help us figure out who we are and how to deal with the world as it presents itself to us. In a recent podcast, I was listening to On Being by Krista Tippett, and she was interviewing Vincent Harding, who was one of the civil rights activists who marched with Dr. King. And he said that there is something deeply built into us that needs story itself. That story is a source of nurture that we cannot become really true human beings for ourselves and for each other without a story. And to find ways in which to tell it, to share it, to create it, to encourage younger people to create their own stories. They are the ways that we learn who we are, They are the ways that we learn about the tools that we can use in order to make our lives better, right? If you think about your own family and foundational stories of your family, you learn values. You learn ways that people were triumphant, ways that they went through unbelievably difficult things and were able to survive. And those stories become the foundations of our lives. They're ways that we tap into those values, There are ways that we tap into our resilience, into our love, into our strength, into our hope. This week's Torah portion, I was reading, it's, the Torah portion is Devarim, it's Deuteronomy, we begin a new book this week. And the book of Deuteronomy is known for not sharing any of the stories that happen in Genesis or Exodus or even in Bamidbar in Numbers but actually is, is basically a book of Moses telling this new generation that's going to enter the land of, of Canaan what the laws are. He recounts all of the laws just without the stories. And I was reading the Kedushat Levi, the Berdichev Rebbe, and what he says is that he says that there's a, a teaching from the Zohar, the 13th century mystical text, that says that the stories that are told in the in Breshit and in, in Exodus and Shemot are stories that are encapsulating themselves. They're dressing themselves up in order to teach a law, so that when the sto- when the Torah wants to teach a value or a law, it dresses itself up in a, in a story. And in each story, there's a sod, there's a secret, and you have to uncover. You have to go into the story to actually uncover what the meaning is. We know this from novels we read 
or stories that we know that are there to teach a moral lesson. So when you're reading about Avraham in the Torah, you're reading about faith. When you're reading about Aaron in the Torah, you're reading about love and how to chase after love and peace. When you're reading the story of Moses, you're reading about humility, right? And so in each one of these characters that goes through certain things, we look inside to try to find out what is the, what's the secret meaning here? How do I make sense of the story in my own life? And it's these stories that actually we, we take with us no matter where we go. But the Kedushat Levi says that actually the reason he says that those stories were created in the first parts of the Torah were because the children of Israel, when they were leaving Egypt, they were, they were in need of those stories. They were in need of those lessons to be encapsulated so that they could learn them. That if they were taught just straight law, they wouldn't learn the law. They were too kind of wayward and not ready yet to have direct law. But he says that when we get to the Mishnah Torah, which is what the book of Deuteronomy is called, it's the second teaching of the Torah, it's the recitation of the Torah. He says, um, It's not written in this idea of a story anymore. Instead, it's just explaining the mitzvot. Here are the here are the, here's the way to follow good, you know, the good way of life. And here, if you cling to this, you're going to live a good life. And if you don't, you're going to get tochacha. You're going to get rebuke. And here's the the right path that you need to cling to. And here's the the path that if you cling to, difficult things are going to happen to you along the way. And he says the reason that the stories are not there anymore is because this is now the second generation outside of Mitzrayim, outside of Egypt. They don't need to be dressed in these, in these secrets anymore, in these stories, but they actually, they just need the law. I was reading it and I kept thinking, no, I don't agree with this. And that's one of the wonderful things that when you read commentaries and sometimes you get to something that you think, I don't see it that way. And that's why we have Shivim Panim Batorah, that we have 70 faces of the Torah, because each one of us brings our own essence and our own ability to see the Torah according to the way we see it. What I was thinking was that Deuteronomy to me lacks, uh, it, la- it lacks almost a magnet that pulls you in. You know, it, it reads like very dry law. Yes, it's, it's an easy way to figure out exactly what we're supposed to do. And sometimes you need that clearly explained. But what it lacks is the lore of the story that allows you to see yourself inside of it, that allows you to find multiple meanings in that story, multi- multiple truths, multiple mitzvot that are encapsulated in each one of the stories from Genesis, from Exodus, from even from Numbers, when we see rebellion and we see lots of things happening throughout the book of Numbers. And it's why I think story is so important in our narrative, right? In who we are as a people is because the story is, helps us find ourselves. It helps us find how we will survive in different periods of our lives. And it brings our ancestors into the here and now, right? When I do something out of devotion, I can think of Avraham Avinu. 
when I have trouble and I feel a lack of faith, there are moments when I can think of Rivka. There are ways that I can connect to those that have come before me and take them with me on my journey. And so today, what I want to offer you is the opportunity to pause and to think about what stories make up who you are. What are the stories that have become part of your DNA, maybe from a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, maybe even from a teacher that you've known stories that have helped you encounter life and to bring resilience, to bring hope, to bring your full self to the moment in which we face now. And also, what will be the stories we end up telling about this unbelievable time we've been living through? What helped us get up each day, take another step forward, be engaged in this particular time we find ourselves and know that the world will continue to mold and shape us even as we shape it. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org slash awake or on Apple Podcasts please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening, and I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.